Miracy. I'm Steve Feld, and you're listening to Making It. I help small business owners and entrepreneurs increase their revenue and profit through internal systems and controls. I was that kid in elementary school selling things out of their locker. I had siblings, but they have zero desire of anything business. I was like, okay, I want to sell like sodas and chips and candy out of my locker to make some money. And they go, well, we'll buy it and you'll pay us back what we bought it for and mark it up. I'm like, what's a markup? And they taught me that. So I was making money, got in trouble a lot for selling stuff out of my locker, but I was making money right away. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is good. I kind of loved it. (laughs) And I loved the interaction and being with people. And then in about junior high, high school, I thought, well, I'm going to be a CEO one day of a business. And then I was in college and then I realized, why be the CEO when you can own the company? And that's when it all really came into play because I've been hawking everything in college. I put myself through college by selling term papers and doing people's taxes. And it's just been in my blood and I just can't get it out. And I love it. I did the long journey in college. I started off getting an associate's, one in accounting and another one in marketing. And then I got offers to help start up a company. And I went and I started traveling around the world with musical acts, handling all their merchandise. And I did that for a couple of years off and on. Then I went back to college to get my bachelor's in economics. And I put myself through college. Well, besides selling term papers, doing taxes, and then I was working concerts, weekends, every chance I had, and I was making money and banking it. And then after college, I got offered at another startup and I worked for them and built them up for 10 years and decided to go back to college and get my master's and got my MBA. (laughs) I was employee number five. And when I left a decade later, they had over 5,000 employees. I came up with a process at the company I was working for, and we saved them over a million dollars in a year, just on the tours I was touching. And then the venues started noticing what I was doing, and they're like, hey, can you help us out? So on my days off, I was actually consulting. And then when I decided to get off the road, I became a consultant, but I also had a side business consulting businesses as well. And it just took off from there. And then I went and started another business. And I got into the tech sector, writing business and marketing plans and then operational plans. And then it turned into coaching these techies to get VC money. And I mean, business was booming. I was working probably 22 hour days. I had a waiting list of clients. Everything was good, but we all know what happened to the tech bubble. It burst and well, so did my business. So I did what any entrepreneur would do. I just went in my room and curled up in a corner and cried, did it for three days. And then I said, enough's enough. I put on my big boy pants and I started up my next company, helping the companies that were left in the tech sector that had VC money and were beaten up now. The VC money they had, they had it in the bank already, but they knew they wouldn't get any more. So they laid off half their staff. They're not business people, they're techies. And I knew that and I knew business. I don't know tech. And I just started calling up everyone I met during networking. If they answered, I'm like, oh, you're still in business? You need help, don't you? And they all said yes. And that was it. But I went into the companies 
and start putting in the systems, the processes, the marketing, which they never had because at the time of the tech bubble, business was just happening. They didn't have to market. And then a company out of Texas, they had the same name and they wanted my URL. And then they started looking at my business and they said, wait, why don't we buy your company and just integrate it with ours? And I'm like, all right, make, you know, I did one of those movie things, make me an offer, right? And they actually did. So I was shocked. I'm not an extrovert by any means. I'm an introvert. So for me to get out and network was very difficult, but I started learning you got to get out there and network because the person you talk to may not be your client, granted, but they might know somebody who could be your client. So I started using the referral systems and just always keeping in touch with people. And then pre-pandemic, I think I was getting all my business through referrals, hands down, and I was still marketing, never stopped marketing. And then even during the pandemic, I was finding virtual networking events to go to because you really got to expand your net out there because you don't know where it's going to come from. In one of my businesses, it was growing and all of a sudden it just stopped and I couldn't figure out why. So I did what any entrepreneur would do is grind harder. And it didn't help my health. It didn't help my personal life. My marriage was starting to fail. And everything was going south. And I finally opened up to a group of entrepreneurs, which most people won't. And they all came to my aid and said, man, you need to find a coach to get some help. And I went through my network and found a coach I liked and we interviewed. I brought him on and 45 days later, my whole world was changed for the better. And then that's when I realized, boy, that was such an easy thing to do was just ask for help, suck up your ego, swallow your pride, whatever it is. And just ask for help and it changed my life for the best. One of my coaches, because I've had many over the years, one said, you know what? You only know what you know at that moment. So in 10 years, you're going to know so much more. And then if you look backwards 10 years, you did not have that knowledge. So you made the right choices at the right time. And that's the way the actions played out. And was everything perfect? No. Would I like to make different decisions? Sure. But those were the decisions I made at that point in time. And there had to have been a, an emotional or a logical reason for it. And I just rolled with it after that. The one thing I would also tell entrepreneurs is like, always hire smarter than you and give them the tools and resources to do their job and stay the heck out of their way. You can lead them, you can manage them, you can guide them. But let them do their job. And I see that with too many small businesses trying to interfere and micromanage their people. And that stifles your business and you lose great people. And most small business owners don't know how to hire properly. My biggest key I would tell everyone, because I learned it the hard way and I believe in it and I live it every day, is get some help, get a coach, a mentor, advisor who's on your side that can help you along your journey. I met a business owner when I was in college and this guy was licensed to print money, it seemed like in his business. And I'm like, I don't get it, man. You are not the sharpest tool in the shed by any means. And I don't get how you're this successful. And he goes, listen, I don't know 90% of what my people do, but here's what I do know about me. I know how to hire the best. I'm the visionary and I share my vision well. And then I sit back and stay the hell out of the way. I motivate, I'm the visionary, 
I hire the best. I don't even know what half the people do. And I learned that. I was like, wow. And here's a guy who's happy as a clam and multimillionaire and maybe works 35 hours a week in his own business. The big thing, you know, it's going to be different for everyone. To me, making it was financial freedom, which means you can book a vacation and not worry about how am I going to pay for it or which credit card I'm going to put on? How am I going to pay off that credit card? None of that came into play. It's kind of like, hey, I want to go on a vacation and you just book it and you don't worry about it. And it gets paid off because you have money in the bank. You have that freedom. You have the right staff on board that you can leave your business and do not get a call, text, or email, or anything from the business unless it's burning down physically. And I never did. And I told my staff, I'm leaving for a week, going on a holiday. You guys have this. If it's a great emergency, call me. If not, leave me alone. I never heard a word. And then that's when I realized that's when you really make it. The freedom that it brings you as an entrepreneur, because that's what you strive for. First couple of years, you're grinding it out, figuring it out, putting in the systems, the processes, marketing, palm pressing, doing all that stuff. And then all of a sudden you start managing your business, not being managed by it. It's just a freedom that you get to have your nights and weekends back and family time or to do the things that you love to do, maybe volunteering or you know any activities and do it without worrying about Oh my God, if I'm not in my business, it's going to fail. It's just that freedom. I'm Steve Feld, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at bizcoachsteve.com or get our free book, Eight Simple Strategies that's going to help you grow your business called Proven Marketing Strategies. We will have the URL in the show notes. Making It is part of the Mirror CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermant and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer. Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. So you catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.